Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson! Back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in to Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet. On the 215, home of the... Dial us up, uh, 702-876-1340. It is a Monday. That means the first segment belongs to you, and there is plenty to talk about today on the VGK Insider Show. HSK starts its training camp practice open to the public today over at Lifeguard Arena. So we have uh, two training camps going on in the city of uh, Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Valley and Henderson all at the same time. Simultaneous professional training camps uh, with our teams. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, VGK. The players back from that little getaway to Montana up at Rock Creek Cattle Company. Uh, Some um, great uh, opportunities to bond happening there. Roster transactions taking place as the main camp is kind of split into two with uh, most of the prospects going over to the HSK. We'll bring you up to date with that. Robin Leonard with his uh, attention-grabbing tweets on the weekend. And we have uh, some injury updates to tell you about as we go through the next couple of hours. Plus... The top five at five. Five teams that should never change its sweaters. That is coming your way. But let's start with uh, with Robin Leonard and the comments that were made uh, over the course of the weekend uh, regarding uh, the distribution of substances to players and then calling out the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, Elaine Vigneault. And uh, the reaction came back from the Flyers today. Vigneault said that, uh, yeah, being a dinosaur means you've been around for a while. I, I've been around for a while. I'm paraphrasing this. Uh, denied the other uh, accusation, but uh, was strong about uh, his care for the players. And Kelly McCrimmon and, and Chuck Fletcher had a conversation, the respective general managers. Uh, Robin Leonard has had the discussion with the NHLPA. All of this started because Robin's not happy with the way that uh, Jack Eichel is uh, being handled right now with the Buffalo Sabres. And he thinks that Eichel should be allowed to have his uh, the surgery that he prefers, which is a disc replacement surgery. Buffalo mm-hmm. Sabres obviously feel uh, differently. So uh, all of this coming from that angle and then morphed into something uh, bigger. I, I'm, I love it when an athlete speaks his, his mind or their mind. I absolutely adore it, and I think that we're getting better and better at that in, in having that stage and feels feeling comfortable about it. Um, most times, quite honestly, you hear these types of comments from f- players or athletes after they're done, their yeah. uh, active uh, sport. This is something that, that uh, I, I could get used to and absolutely uh, – give a give great applause to it comes from an area of passion it comes in an area of, of caring so that that's great uh, but it's also a lesson on 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 when you do say something on twitter it gets real big in a real big hurry and it, it started a conversation i think that is good is there different ways that you can go about it probably but if it gets us to the right spot then that's 
progress and we learn something from it. Uh, here is Kelly McCrimmon, Ryan, uh, just uh, responding as he spoke today at the start of uh, HSK training camp. Tim Speltz, general manager of the Henderson Silver Knights, is going to join us in just a little bit too. But here's Kelly McCrimmon uh, when asked about Robin's Twitter activity. Robin, as you know, is very passionate about advocating for players and affecting change in a positive way. I've spoke to Robin a number of times uh, over the past uh, couple of days. I've spoken to the National Hockey League. I know that Robin has spoke to uh, the Players Association. I believe there will be a good discussion that takes place uh, centered around Robin's concerns. If there's more uh, to bring forward once that process is completed, we will. And uh, really, uh, outside of that, uh, there's not a lot more to say uh, about it. Well, I touched on it with my opening comments. That, you know, Robin is really passionate about uh, you know a number of issues. Mental health is one that's uh, always uh, front and center for him. He's an advocate for uh, all things related to mental health, uh, not just for NHL players, but for society uh, in general. And you know, any uh, any of the thoughts that he has on uh, you know the players' treatment of players, those types of things that he spoke to here. Uh, recently, those are all coming from the right place. They're coming from uh, from his heart, and uh, you know he uh, he genuinely cares. That's uh, that's Robin Leonard. I think you guys have been around him enough uh, to know uh, who he is and uh, and what he's about. So, uh, you know, as I touched on, uh, he is uh, you know is going to get an audience with uh, with all the right people, where you know those discussions will uh, you know uh, be. Uh, forwarded and and, uh, and held, and uh, when we uh, when we're through that, if there's anything to report on it at that time, we will. I, I, I spoke to Chuck Fletcher uh, in Philadelphia. We uh, we had a couple of discussions uh, as well. Uh, you know, just you know, obviously they were one of the teams that was mentioned. So I spoke to Chuck. Advocating for mental health uh, and advocating for his former teammate in Jack Eichel. That's where. The motivation from the, the tweets from Robin Leonard came from over the course of the weekend. That's general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kelly McCrim. Uh, we do know that uh, Robin Leonard has spoken with the National Hockey League Players Association, uh, his general manager. Uh, we're awaiting uh, the uh, discussion with the National Hockey League. And then hopefully we can we can speak to Robin once uh, he is able to have that audience with, with all the right people. But uh, 702-876-1340, uh, give us a shout. Uh, let us know what uh, where you're coming from on all of this. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights are two and two, uh, Ryan. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. before we get to the callers, just your, your reaction to to what you heard from Robin this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know what what Kelly McCrimmon says is is spot on. Robin Leonard is incredibly passionate, and you know I think it's important for active players to use their voice in, in these moments because, as you mentioned, Darren, like so many times, you'll hear players after they're retired, talk about how things were or what what types of things they, they wish that they could have changed or, or spoken up when, when they had an opportunity when they were in it. And I think part of what makes Robin's uh, Twitter... Uh, Twi- it's part of part of what makes his tweets the, this weekend so important is the fact that he is an active goaltender right now in the league who is trying to impact change. And for me, I think that's really where it, where it comes from. You want to make sure that that players are are treated fairly, that their mental health is being looked after. And I think what you know the, the ultimately 
it's about the conversation and it's about trying to find ways to do things maybe just two or three or four percent better because that in essence will will really help out a lot of people so i you know i i commend robin leonard for standing up for what he believes in and for for going to bat for his former teammate and you know i'm very much of the of the mind that you know when it comes to jack eichel specifically that he should have a say in what type of neck surgery he has and i i, I applaud robin leonard for being kind of that first guy to stand out on that island with Jack Eichel. Let's go to the phone lines. 702-876-1340. First segment every Monday belongs to you, the listener. And leading us off today is Mike. Hey, I I don't want to expound too much on the heavy-duty topic at hand. Uh, I just got back from practice, and uh, the guys look sharp, and they're in mid-season form, at least practice-wise. And Gage Quinney looked pretty good today, too, from uh, a standpoint of people trying to hook on with the team. Uh, Alex Petrangelo's beautiful triplets were in attendance, so it was a nice familial gathering today at City National. I was going to say, uh, which which practice were you at? That was my first question, because well, today, yeah, today's I the first one that we had. And we live on the, just right next to City National, practically. And I said, no, don't think I want to do that one today, but that certainly is on the agenda. I know our, our friend Kat attended both. I don't know how she did it, but she did it. And um, that was more than I could ask um, my pal Goldie to do in one day. However, um, judging that we have another cut coming, is there anyone that would be a surprise to make the final 23, gentlemen? Surprised? No. Uh, I, I would think that, uh, I mean, the, the fifth line, uh, so to speak, today uh, at practice Involved uh, Gage Quinney and and Peyton Krebs um, uh, on on that unit uh, today. Uh, I would give Gage Quinney an outside shot based on training camp right now to be on on the big club roster. Uh, mm-hmm. Peyton Krebs, uh, I think, is going to get another couple of looks for sure this week uh, with with three more games. But the way that things are are sorting out, the fourth line, by the way, uh, involved uh, Patrick Brown, Will Carrier. Uh, on that unit, um, so that's uh, that looks like it's it's coming together in 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 what we expected. But mm, I, I don't think that we're going to be seeing too many surprises out there. Just one other thought: Are we getting close to a time? And there's a year and a half difference in age, so I don't want to mandate this so soon. But are we getting close to the time where Peyton Krebs becomes the next Cody Glass? Is uh, that a possibility? You're, you're really uh, early on that one, but okay. uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, it took this long into training camp for somebody to bring up that comparison. <laughs> but uh, I, I was, I'm ready for that response and say you're way early. Uh, well, on, a year and a half is like not that. a lot of age difference. That's the only reason I bring it up. No, uh, but we're also talking uh, camps and uh, different different scenarios like bubbles and and uh, pandemic and exposure. Uh, like I I just think that uh, if it would have been normal last year, maybe you could you would be on the periphery of it. But given everything that that we've uh, we've witnessed, and then the Krebs uh, injury coming off the the draft, I I still think it's uh, it's still far too premature yeah. to uh, to bring up something like that. But uh, but I will give you credit because I've been I've been waiting for that subject to to come up oh. and that comparison. 
Well, thank you for addressing it. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Uh, have uh, fun tomorrow as uh, as you get ready and uh, watch this team take on the Colorado Avalanche in Denver. Uh, they will fly up to Denver and back in the same day. Back to the phone line. Stephanie, you're in the VGK Insider Show. Hi, how's your weekend? Hi guys, how's your weekend? Oh, good. Uh, it was uh, it was lacking hockey, which at the start sounds like oh, it's good. You can catch your breath a little bit, and then by the end, you're like, God, I wish we had hockey going right now. Uh, on that side of it, uh, Montana sounded a lot more fun than than what I did oh, with the players going up there. I. You know, I filled out my, I have a big dry race calendar and I redo it every month and I was filling it out and it was like, okay, there's a game this day and then skip a day, skip a day, skip a day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's hardly any hockey going to be happening. How do I get used to this again? I know it's uh, it's strange. And the first couple of weeks of the season are a little slower on the activity, but by the what middle of November, it is all out. So uh, enjoy the rest while you can. Having the time off. Um, uh, you guys talked about it, so I don't want to beat it at horse, but, um, you know, I'm really proud of Robin Munner and talking out and speaking up for players who aren't able to or uh, are fearful of doing so. I think it's really important. And, you know, I, I feel the same way when um, people talk about, well, why aren't they telling us exactly what the injury is? It's not fair. We need to know it. I think, you know, it's a, an important step toward making sure that, Players, their lives are respected as a person. They're not just an entity playing hockey. Like, they are a human being. They have a life. They will have a life when they're done playing hockey, and they deserve to make their own choices. So it was really good to, to see that. And to see that um, the NHL's response was to talk to him and have a conversation instead of, like, trying to brush it under the rug and trying to ignore it, I'm glad that they reached out and talked to him, too. And, and one of the greatest uh, parts uh, about the reaction from the National Hockey League was, and, and Ryan, jump in on this, uh, I appreciated the fact that they wanted to talk to Robin, not in a purely disciplinary action, to have a discussion with him. And I thought that that was a, a real sign of of opening up uh, to being able to listen to uh, the players when they have a concern. Now, players are not always going to be right. Teams are not always going to be right. But at least uh, have the ability to listen and, and, and be able to absorb it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of a lot of growth and, and progression when it comes to the NHL, right? Like you're, you've got a guy who's voicing a concern. You have a guy who's voicing uh, something that, that he knows inside and out as to what goes on in, in the NHL and, and kind of what some of those modern issues are that are, are face-to-face with a lot of these players. And it's, it's a, a, a league that gets younger and younger every single year. So, you know, I think the NHL's reaction initially to just get a conversation going with Robin Leonard and to find out what they can do and how they can kind of best, you know, mitigate these these questions and these concerns, I think is very encouraging. And you're right, Darren, like just the, the, the act of let's have a conversation. No, you're not in trouble. No, no one's going to cancel you or, or try to silence you. Let's just try to get mm-hmm. to the bottom of this to see how we can best serve everybody at, at large. That was real progressive to me. Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate the call. Uh, the were strong comments from Robin Leonard. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers uh, released this statement uh, from Chuck Fletcher. And it was the health and well-being of our players is our top priority and care provided to them comes from the team's health care professionals, 
not the coaching staff. Uh, we have no reason to believe any of our players receive improper care. Uh, uh, Alex Petrangelo just spoke to the media before I headed over to the radio station uh, this afternoon, and as did head coach uh, Pete DeBoer. Uh, Pete DeBoer uh, said uh, he, he echoes what Kelly McCrimmon had to say today in the sense that uh, that it does come from a really good spot uh, and, and caring about a former teammate and caring about his fellow players from from Robin Leonard. Uh, Alex Petrangelo followed up with uh, that he realizes Robin's a big advocate, a major advocate uh, for mental health, uh, that he supports Robin Leonard. He's proud of Robin Leonard. Uh, and he's proud of guys who uh, do speak up on these uh, topics that uh, that they care strongly about. Uh, so that's great that the the team, uh, of, even though it caused a real stir, of course, in the weekend, the uh, accusations unfounded at this point, but they do support Robin Leonard in what he's trying to accomplish. Back to the phone lines, 702-876-1340. Scott, you're on the VGK Insider Show. Good afternoon, fellas. How are you doing? Great. Good. How, are you? How are you? Good, good. Uh, I am 100% behind what he has to say and his support for anything to make everything better. My only concern is, and I was going to get Charles' take on this, the possibility of maybe the distraction right at the tail end of the training camp and going into the season opener, and I'll just leave it at that and just get Charles' thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I don't think that it's uh, a thought or a an idea that uh, that you would be going. Ah, it's got nothing, nothing there. I mean, yeah, this 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 caused headlines around the National Hockey League. And would you prefer to have no distractions in training camp? Of course, but I, I think also that when you hear the comments from Kelly and from Pete and from Alex and those are the three players or executives within the organization that I've had an opportunity to have conversations with or, or listen to uh, that it quickly became apparent that the team and the conversation took place that the players have his back and and I, I think that it it has come around to a point of support for Robin and support for what he's passionate about Ryan. Yeah, I, I think that you need Robin Leonard to be Robin Leonard, right? Like, you, you need him to be as authentically himself as he can possibly be. And, you know, I, I understand kind of the, the old hockey ethos of you don't want to become the story, you don't want to become a distraction to your teammates. But I think when it comes to a topic as important as mental health, when it comes to a topic, you know, as important as player rights and, and what players should be able to do uh, in the NHL, it, it's important to guys like like Robin to to just speak their truth on that. And so, you know, I think, you know, the the simple act of just getting the emotions out, just getting that conversation started is probably what what needed to happen. And I don't view it so much as a distraction, more as just, you know, Robin Leonard understanding who he is as a person and and you know, needing to kind of have that conversation come to come to pass and probably feeling a little bit better that it is going to come to pass with the NHL. I'm not going to sit here and speak to the distribution of, of substances because I don't know. Uh, yeah. I've never been in a situation. I don't travel with the team uh, outside of last week, ironically, <laughs> where, where I'm in a position to to even see anything like that. So yeah. um, for me to, to go yes, no, indifferent, whatever, I, I can't do it. I do know this. 
the players are treated extremely well. And uh, in particular, in uh, the markets that I've worked in, whether it be Toronto, uh, in, in Winnipeg, and here in Las Vegas, it's extraordinary. I mean, the, you, you don't go wanting for anything with the Vegas Golden Knights and, and Bill Foley and, and, and management right on down. Uh, that should be made extremely clear. Uh, I fully support players speaking out. Uh, it's, I'm in the business of players speaking out. I do a podcast where I ask players uh, questions, <laughs> and I want them to, to respond in a loose and, and comfortable way and be able to have a conversation about almost anything that's on my mind or their mind. Uh, I, I absolutely support that. I just want it to be clear, though, that when it comes to treatment and support, uh, you're, uh, you're hard-pressed to find anybody in any business that's treated as well as the players and the staff of, of, of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I'm with you, right. I, 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 you, you talk about the players, you talk to the players when it, about this organization and, you know, from day one, every player that's come through those doors has, has loved Vegas, not just because of the city, but because this organization spares no expense for the players, right? And and I think that that's, you know, obviously a testament to what Bill Foley has built here in Las Vegas. Uh, but this is just an organization that tries to do it at uh, first class, right? And so, you know, it, it's interesting because the, the bigger, I think the bigger philosophical question it really in all of this is how much say should a player have in terms of their medical treatment? And and that's really the big question with Jack Eichel and understanding that, you know, really it, it boils down to yeah. the CBA and it boils down to a legal document that You're, says it's a standard player contract. Yeah, exactly. That says the, that teams are teams and team physicians are the ones that make final determination on your treatment. That's a tough one for players. Now, it doesn't mean that there can't be some collaboration. It doesn't mean that that what was done is done and it can't ever be changed. And Ryan, but just, it's going just a to note, be, you're allowed yeah. under that CBA to get a second yeah. opinion. Sure. And so and so I think that's kind of, you know, where we're at here. It's 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 more calling attention to the fact that maybe this is something that down the road next CBA has to be remedied. It has to be changed, or at least there need to be conditions when you have a team and a player and each individual doctor at such an impasse with what to do for a player. Hey, are you, let's uh, get one more phone call and then I want to, I want to revisit this yeah. because I think that there's a part of me that's really surprised that we're in this situation today and then it hasn't happened numerous times before. It's almost shocking that this is the first major. I mean, there, there's been conflicts. Uh, think Eric Lindros. Uh, uh, think about uh, uh, shoulders. Whether you have uh, full repair, knees, arthroscopic. There's diff- been different disagreements. Uh, Sidney Crosby. You saw all kinds of doctors. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is. This is kind of a, a unique situation, and with 700 players plus every year, it's kind of odd that we don't see more of something like this. Uh, back to the phone lines, we have Rob. Welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, Darren, you just kind of made my point. I was just going to ask how, to that, how did we get to this point today? And it hadn't happened before. And, you know, you can go back and think, and uh, not saying good or bad, but you think about the athletes, 
you know, Martinez played all uh, postseason with a broken ankle. Um, And, you know, players in the past, and uh, I'll bring up my uh, Detroit Red Wings as an example. Um, You know, we had players that the same thing. They were out for a day. Lindstrom was out for a day with surgery on his groin and came back the next day. And you wonder, you know, what the long-term effects are on these players that they should have a little bit more say um, in this overall because the benefits or – the health in the long term, it may be detrimental to them. Rob, I mean, doctors doctors have to clear the players. The player uh, can say no, but most times the player wants to get back in. And if there's no no long term ramifications, or you can you can withstand the pain, uh, then you're able to go. But w- one of the reasons why I think this is so unusual is because, again, I'm looking at this from thirty thousand feet. But there's I do I do know one team doctor. And he's provided care for my family in in the in the past, and that was back in Toronto. And I, I would trust and did trust uh, my wife's life to him. And it's extraordinary the care uh, that 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 individual provided uh, us and provides the team. And I think that the reason why we don't hear more of this is because of the extraordinary professionalism of of team doctors and physicians and and the uh, Hippocratic Oath and et cetera that you take, and, but the professionalism of it. And that part I have witnessed firsthand, and I think that, that might be reason why we, we hear so little of this. Real quick, what about the comment that was made uh, through the discussions about not knowing what they were taking, uh, something to that effect? The players weren't aware of what they were get, being given, or it was told it wasn't what it actually was. Yeah, I, I can't speak to it. That's, uh, that's a comment that the I'm sure that the league will have that to a deeper level with Robin, uh, and, and we'll see what comes out of that. But uh, in, in the whole conversation, meaning the, the comments that you made, the uh, accusations that were made, uh, the direction towards Jack Eichel, uh, that, that little area that maybe got covered off by, by a lot of other stuff, uh, that will be, what do you know, how much do you know, and can you, can you give us any proof of that? Because uh, that, will, that will be disappointing, and that will be something of great, great, great concern to the National Hockey League to, to make sure that that's not happening, or if it is happening, then they would like, get to the bottom of it right away. Uh, that will not sit well with the league. All right. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, lastly, welcome back. We missed you guys. Thanks, buddy. Uh, appreciate it, Rob. Uh, final thoughts to you uh, right now, Ryan. And and the Robin Leonard conversation, I'm not surprised that it dominated uh, this first segment. We've got Tim Speltz from the Henderson Silver Knights, the general manager there, uh, coming up in just a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about uh, their lineup. But uh, the, the fallout from what Robin had to say, uh, where do you think, this does end up, and is it is it different today than it might have been five years ago? Yeah, I, I think that for me right now, it, it's not so much about what happened over the weekend. It's not so much about Robin Leonard's comments, but what happens in the coming weeks? What happens when the NHL and Robin Leonard get together to discuss some of these concerns that I, I would imagine active players right now in the league have? And 
you know, from there, I think this is just open. It's an open-ended conversation that needs to be had and one that should be judged not today, probably not tomorrow, but over the next four or five weeks, six or seven weeks, depending on how long this, this goes on. And, you know, I, I think right now the, the players are in a unique position because, you know, I, I think mental health and, and really just the, the understanding that players should should have a little bit more say in, in kind of some of the medical things that go on with them, I think is at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. And this this right now seems to me like the perfect time to have the conversation. And I'm not really surprised in this situation that Robin Leonard's the guy that got the conversation started. And I hope that real change does come from this. Hour number two, we'll get back to that. Uh, how much say should an athlete have in their own medical path. Uh, but right now, I'm with you. I'm glad that the conversation is happening, that it just wasn't met with discipline or, or disdain. That is progress. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, not sure. I don't know. Yeah. In, in, any of the, in any of the major sports leagues. So this is uh, this is progress, but we'll uh, we'll kind of loop back a little bit on the medical say. We also have our top five at five, five sweaters in the National Hockey League that shouldn't be touched for all time. Who would you like to see the same? Uh, plus our one timer segment, news notes from around the National Hockey League. There's so much stuff in that. I'm not sure we get to it all today uh, because we have a special guest standing by. He's going to uh, join the program. Tim Speltz, the general manager of the Henderson Silver Knights, bringing you up to date on the roster decisions that were made over the course of the weekend and what uh, life is like living in the Las Vegas Valley and what his role will be. It's a new position within the organization uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, it's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. BGK Insider Show, top five of five coming up. Five NHL sweaters. I'd love to get your opinion on this. But but do it in a safe manner. Like don't be doing it when, when you're driving down the 215. Okay, <laughs> if you got a chance, uh, tweet us Ryan the Hockey Guy or at Darren Millard, one R and Darren. Uh, give me give me your five NHL uniforms, sweaters, jerseys that you would not change. And I'm I'm curious as to see where Chapman's going to go with this. I have a feeling I know where Wallace is going to go with it. I had four easy ones. And the fifth one, uh, I had a little trouble. Not not because not because I was having trouble narrowing it down, but I was having trouble getting to five because I kind of like it when teams change their sweaters. And there's somewhere yeah. I was uh, going, hmm, I, I kind of want to see that one tweaked. Sure. I'll give you an example. Philadelphia Flyers. I love their old sweaters. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like what they do when they when they move them around a little bit, so I could I couldn't put Philadelphia in mine. Yeah, I I didn't put Philadelphia in mine just simply because I want to see the Cooperalls one more time. So, um, you know, you know what those, those weren't Cooperalls? They weren't. Nope, they were the CCM version. Oh man, I know, I know, but but. It's like Kleenex and Zamboni, <laughs> and it's it just became just became all of that. It's it's like Taylor Ham and pork roll. Yeah, really. He's calling it. Uh, 
that that's where exactly that's exactly what happened. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So it's uh, it's funny that those were those were who so who are the two teams that wore the CCM long pants? I can't remember. Oh, the I, CCM, I, CCM. I only know I only know the Flyers. There's two. Okay, hold on. I'm going to throw out the California Golden Seals. Is that correct? No, no, they were long uh, deceased. Oh, come but on. but I will say That's this: a bummer. you're on the right track hmm. because because it uh, the other team that wore those long pants will it is also not in existence. So, like the California Golden Seals, it. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I don't know. And and you were right. Uh, you were on the right track with Green, Hartford Whalers. Thank you. Oh man, there you go. This is so far beyond my time. It's when in doubt, funny. go with the whale. You, you threw Golden Seals out there. Yeah, I know. I know. I just went with things that were really old. At least it was an aquatic animal. Uh, the Golden point. Knights were back after spending a couple of days up at the Rock Creek Cattle Company. Uh, they practiced uh, this afternoon on the heels of the uh, Henderson Silver Knights starting their training camp uh, today. And it's the first time that uh, the Henderson Silver Knights have had a, a traditional training camp uh, because, of course, last year in year number one, uh, we all went through COVID. So the first full training camp makes sense that the first uh, full-time general manager of the American Hockey League team uh, associated with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, is on hand. And here is Tim Speltz, uh, our good friend, joining us uh, here. Uh, how, how do you like the Las Vegas Valley uh, over in Henderson? What's, what's life like? Uh, you come from Spokane. You were working for the Toronto Maple Leafs. What's this like for you? Well, it's been fantastic so far. I mean, you know, it's been uh, it's been a lot uh, learning, you know, relearning the the management side of it with a with a different team, uh, so to say, so to speak. But it's been great. I mean, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights staff, uh, Kelly McCrim and George McPhee, and everybody has just treated me so well. It's been very inclusive. Uh, I've learned a lot, and and it's been good. And as you know, I mean, things have been going now for a few weeks with. You know, started with a rookie camp and then went into to Golden Knight camp, and, and now uh, we had our first day today, and things will move quickly here. So it's going fast, but it's been uh, it's been excellent. So you were the player personnel side of things uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs management group. Uh, uh, here, you're the general manager. How are the jobs different, and what do you like getting back into the management chair like you did so long in the Western League? Well, I've really enjoyed it. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I really enjoyed the scouting as well. I did that for five years uh, with Toronto. I, the first two, I was the director of Western Scouting, and the last three, I was their head amateur scout. And, and uh, you know, a very solid organization. Uh, they let us, uh, you know, work and do our thing. It was enjoyable. A lot of travel. Uh, you know, we, myself, and, and director of, of amateur scouting, John Lilly, were responsible uh, basically to make sure that we saw most of the the players, if not every player that was uh, was eligible for the draft, so it was busy. Uh, you know, lots of games, lots of travel. Uh, this is a little different in that you're back now working cl- more closely with, uh, you know, whether it's equipment managers, the medical team, the coaches, uh, which I I've always enjoyed, uh, and it's good to be back uh, back doing it. Uh, enjoy it very much. Tim Speltz is with us, the general manager of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, joining us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas as the Henderson Silver Knights open training camp today, Ryan. 
You know, Tim, one of the things that, that always fascinates me when it comes to uh, the Henderson Silver Knights or the AHL in general is just kind of that balancing act between development but also establishing the winning culture. In Vegas, it, it just seems like they get that right. How, how have you noticed since, since kind of being within this organization on, on how do you balance the, the development versus, you know, the act of wanting to win games nightly? Well, I think you know the first thing you know very clearly is is uh, winning is a is a big part of development. I think if your players, you know, do win and learn how to win, I think that's uh, that's a big thing. And and I think firstly, it's it's doing things right. It's it's the process uh, doing you know all the little things correctly, uh, which gives you you know the best chance to be successful. So that's important. And uh, I think I've seen that you know everywhere so far in the organization. They have the resources and they do. Do a great job of of giving their players every opportunity to be successful, and that's very important. Now, you know, from what we've seen so far, and, and obviously last year was a total different year with COVID. Uh, this year, we do have a, a balanced schedule within our division, at least, and then we're going to get you know a better handle on on how things work. And there, you know, there will be home ice advantage. There will be things that you know was really tough last year with the you know without fans and different things. But for me, I think when you when you ask the question about the balance between winning and developing uh you know it comes you know down to the same thing to have your process to do things right and uh i think the biggest thing and the thing that's been clear to us is that winning is a part of development as far as we're concerned oh my goodness thank you for saying that tim because uh, so many times i'll hear organizations in any multiple sports and they'll say you know we're we're developing players we're we're getting them ready but but uh the winning is is sort of say no like it it does create a foundation and an expectation uh, coming up through the ranks. So, oh, and there's no guarantee that you're going to win, but I love it when you say that, that it's a priority. Well, you want to do things right, firstly, to give yourself a chance to win, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, a lot of times, I mean, you can you can get in your way, your own way, if you're if you're not doing the things necessary to, to even give yourself a chance to win. So, you know, those are things that, that we want to make sure that we're looking after. I mean, one of the things that we have here at at Lifeguard Arena in Henderson, we've got a beautiful practice facilities with all the amenities for the players to give them a chance. Uh, that's important. That's where it starts, as far as this is concerned. Uh, uh, but even for them to be involved as much as they were with uh, the Vegas Golden Knights camp, uh, great leadership there. They understand how the players do things, and then it carries forward from there. So, you know, we're not saying there won't be choppy waters and some rough times. I mean, there is in every hockey season, it seems like. But at the same time, uh, you know, our process is very important. I want to throw a couple of names at you. One that everybody's uh, talking about after his beautiful performance last week is uh, Daniil Miramanov, and he was sensational in Salt Lake City and scored the two goals on Friday night. But, I mean, he's a player that, that switched positions halfway through his development. Uh, is he still kind of learning how to defend at, at the major league level and he's he's going to need some season? Yes, I think so. I mean, uh, it's interesting when, you know, when I'm coming in and I'm talking to, to Manny Viveros and the coaching staff, I mean, uh, you know, Daniel was somebody that they were very high on. They thought that, uh, you know, this this guy, they said they, they really, you know, and I, I'm not saying that, you know, they they expected this, but I don't think they were overly surprised by, by his solid play offensively. I think he's got those instincts and probably didn't hurt that he, he was a forward, uh, you know, that at one time and moved back 
to D. And yet I think there's definitely some seasoning that he's going to need to, to be able to probably defend at the next level. But it's great for him to you know be able to show and for everybody to see what he can do offensively. Uh, I mean, you know, we saw the three goals in two games. They were they were outstanding goals, and, and they looked like uh, a guy that was very comfortable with what he was doing. You understand why people get so excited, though, when you see that kind of... It's not like he's throwing it through 15 pairs of legs and getting a break. <laughs> he <laughs> made, made some nice skill plays. Very, very much so. That's exactly right. They they lure goal scores goals. There's no question about that. Uh, Derek Pouliot uh, on an American League deal, but uh, uh, first round pick back in the day. Well, and for me, I only know Derek Pouliot as that first round pick. Mm-hmm. I, I was in Spokane when he played in Portland, and an outstanding, you know, junior hockey player, and and uh, a guy that you know you you can look at and why and and you know why he's here. Uh, for us, I mean, we're very glad that he is, and, and I know for him, he's hoping that he can, you know, turn some heads and maybe get another opportunity. But for us, a, a very solid person. I mean, a, a good pro, and a guy that that we feel is is going to do nothing but but help our players uh, take steps. And, and I think when you go back to that, you know, that winning uh, aspect, uh, this is a guy that can help you do that. Tim Spelts, general manager of the Henderson Silver Knights, with us as they break camp today uh, on uh, the ice at Lifeguard Arena. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, Tim, I'm going to throw Logan Thompson in there too. I, when you look at his his season last year, obviously just a phenomenal season. But you know, when it comes to this year, what are some of the guideposts that you're using as as his assessment for his development? Well, I think it's the same. I mean, it's, you know, goaltender, you have to, you know, last year there was a limited amount of games. I mean, this year we know we have 68 games. It's going to be, there'll be more of a of a workload uh, on him for sure as, as our number one guy and, and our go-to goaltender. Uh, I think looking at it, I mean, you know, it's it's the same. I mean, it, it's just you have to prove that you can handle the grind grind night in and night out and and we sure hope to give him that opportunity this year to be able to get that experience uh you know last year he had a great season uh and the only thing that you know i think is this year he'll get the opportunity to play more games and it'll uh, it'll be a full season we told a couple of people around the office that uh, you're going to come on today and said we're just going to we're just going to like throw everything to the side and we're going to talk old Western League stories, so let's let's do that for, for a little bit. One of, the, one of the cool things when Manny signed on uh, with, with the Henderson Silver Knights was uh, finding out that he and Kelly actually did a couple of deals, uh, Swift Current and Brandon, uh, and I wasn't aware of that. I am aware that you and Kelly pulled off a number of major deals uh, in your time spreading Spokane and the Brandon Wheat Kings. I, have you ever kept track like who eventually got the better of the other one over the course of the years? Because it was like one year uh, you you would acquire Trevor Kidd, you win a Memorial Cup, uh, he gets Marty. Like, there's some great deals with some great players back in the day that you guys traded. Well, the one I think that was special was the Trevor Kidd for Marty Murray deal. I mean, I, you know, I think we both knew what we had and what we were trading. Uh, we were very fortunate in Spokane that, that Brandon was in a rebuilding process at the time. Uh, we knew what we were giving or we thought we knew what we were giving up in, in Marty Murray, and it sure turned out to be right. He was a, a great part of, of turning, you know, the Brandon Weekings in the direction that they wanted to go. And, and Trevor Kidd, uh, you know, we, we, thought we had a lot of the pieces in place with 
you know, with Ray Whitney and, and Pat Falloon, and we needed a goaltender, and Trevor Kidd gave us the goaltending we needed to be successful and win a Memorial Cup. So that was the deal for me that, uh, you know, was, was probably the one where, you know, we look at, we were at different stages of our, you know, development with both our teams. I mean, we were, you know, we were, you know, very, very competitive and contending, and, and they were rebuilding at the time. We had a few other times through our, our years in the league where, you know, we were in the same situation where we were rebuilding, and then, uh, you know, we had players that we traded uh, to Brandon. Brian McCabe uh, was right. one uh, that, you know, I think helped uh, the Wheat Kings win a, win a league championship, and at the same time, we had some great assets, some great pieces uh, coming back that, that got us to to the league final, you know, a, a year or two later. So, you know, those deals were, were good. Uh, Kelly was, you know, I think a, a, you know, a tough guy to deal with and that he was very uh, adamant about what he wanted and needed for his, uh, for his organization. I'd like to think I was the same, you know, on that side, but uh, yeah, over the period of time that we had, I think we we're in the league together for 26 years. We were young, young guys when we started and, and uh, we kind of had each other, you know, at that time where, you know, we were in different conferences, which we worked well, uh, so you you could share a little more information uh, that way. But we got to be uh, we got to be strong uh, strong friends, but also great competitors. Hey, you bring up the strong friends, and they, how how are you such rivals? But you you have this enduring friendship. It's it's kind of unique, and but you're you're such great competitors for so many years. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, respect. I mean, it was, you know, and probably out of necessity at the start, uh, you know, there was a lot of, you know, established, experienced general managers in the league when we first got in the league, and it made it difficult because, you know, I, I mean, hockey is a very competitive business. You're not, I mean, you're you're not in the business to, to help somebody along or to mentor anybody. I think we both did have, you know, good mentors as older guys, but it was tough, you know, to talk to those guys and, and maybe use as a sounding board. Uh, I think that's where it started, and, and then, uh, you know, I think we had, you know, similar interests. Uh, we both weren't afraid to to work uh you know we both uh, love to watch hockey and then that took us different places and i think that's where it started and continued well i know uh, of you I, I know you and now i get to uh be able to watch you uh, up close and it's uh, a real privilege to and i think it's a great addition to the organization tim uh, enjoy yourself around the uh, las vegas valley and good luck with the henderson silver knights this year appreciate you jumping on the program Thanks, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. There's Tim Smeltz, the general manager of the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, again, he was uh, player personnel, uh, scouting with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and after a long career in the Western League, and then comes over to the uh, to the Henderson Silver Knights. And I think that synergy, like with Manny, uh, Ryan, he Kelly knows Manny, <clears throat> Kelly knows yeah. Tim, and you you. There's no mystery about what kind of culture, what kind of player, what kind of philosophy you're going to have within your organization, despite it being two teams. Yeah, I, I think it's it's you know kind of uh, just a collective, right? Uh, of of three like-minded individuals that know exactly what the the end goal is, and and I think it's reflected in the in the answer about development versus winning, right? Winning is development, and I, I thought that that was just so perfectly put and. Uh, you know, it gives you a really good indication of what the expectations are going to be this year and every year for the Henderson Silver Knights, no matter uh, what, no matter who gets called up, no matter what the situation is with the big club, this is a team that's expected to win just like the Vegas Golden Knights are. Right. And we heard that from Manny mm -hmm. when we talked to Brian McCormick about the rookie tournament. 
yeah. that Manny Viveros, the head coach of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, going into that last game at the rookie tournament, said, "Hey, don't don't." Uh, just be naive here. The organization's wanting to see how you guys respond to get a win in this tournament and to go out there and produce a W because the expectations are this team wins. This organization wins. So you heard it from the Henderson coach. You heard it from the Henderson general manager. And we all know uh, if there's any doubt, you heard it from Kelly McCrimmon last week in Salt Lake City when he was on the VGK Insider Show that that it's if you're going to be in this game, you're in it to win. And they don't know any other way uh, other than to uh, to go down that path. And uh, isn't that great for uh, us in the media and uh, you, the fan, to be able to partaking in that uh, instead of uh, well, rebuilding and go through that? Because there are those teams, too. Uh, when we continue, the top five at five is coming up. Who are your five teams that you would never change when it comes to the look on the ice? Are you on Twitter yet? Letting us know, Ryan the Hockey Guy, and at Darren Millard, plus uh, one-timers. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We're going to revisit the idea of how much control should a player have over his own treatment uh, and his own medical decisions when he's a professional athlete or they're a professional athlete. Uh, That's coming up in hour number two, plus the top five at five, five teams in the National Hockey League that should never change their sweaters. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us.